Well, good day, friends. Welcome to November the 14th, uh, 15th, I'm sorry, Tuesday the 15th. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. I hope your week is off to a good start. And uh, we are in Psalm 66, so join me there. 65, 66, 67, 68 are psalms of praise, psalms of celebration. And it's good because we have come through a lot of psalms of lament, a lot of psalms of prayers, of desperation, dependence on God through dark times. And uh, the psalms are God's medicine chest for the human heart. They, they bring us through every human emotion, and God understands every human emotion. And we can process our experiences, our emotions, our psychological world in His presence. Only He can really shine the light into our psyches that we really need to understand where we are, how we're feeling, where it comes from, and what to do about it. And so Psalm 66 tells us that God likes us to celebrate. He likes to hear our voice. He likes, us, he likes to be the reason of our praise and celebration because he is the greatest reason we have to rejoice. He gives us good news that triumphs over every kind of bad news, all possible bad news. Nothing, nothing overcomes the good news of the gospel and grace and God's mercy. And uh, the people that wrote this psalm were, uh, know that. Uh, they were celebrating this. This would have been written by a, a worshiper of God, a God follower, and then handed to the nation and brought into the to the hymnal, as it were. And uh, and this would have been sung at different times and different celebrations and different seasons, uh, kind of like we pull out all the same songs at Christmas and we celebrate, oh, come all you faithful and come let us adore him and on and on we could go. So, so let's be like an ancient Israelite right now and let's hear what God tells us to do about him and in his presence. So the psalmist says, make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. So one psalm says a loud noise. Um, there ought to be quite a celebration when God's people come together. It ought to be energetic. It ought to be joyful. It ought to be celebratory. It, it ought to be filled. Uh, our voices ought to be tired when we're done. Make a joyful noise, God says. Lift it up. Uh, the, the, the sense here is just what it sounds like, like, like the noise at a ball game, the celebration of your favorite team, the celebration of some, some big victory or, or uh, achievement in your life. Uh, there is nothing greater than God in our lives and the joy that he gives. And so make a joyful noise unto God. And I love the phrase, all ye lands, because it's not just reserved for a few, it's open to all, whosoever will. And so God says, make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Now, I, I love to sing, but I haven't always loved to sing. Um, I think singing is a learned love. And you say, well, I'm not good at singing. He didn't say be good at singing. He said, well, I can't carry a tune. He didn't say carry a good tune. He said, sing forth. Uh, I have a, a very good friend who's completely tone deaf. And I've stood or sat next to him in many church services over the years where he, uh, he sings loudly. And I love it. I celebrate with him because it's not about carrying the tune. Now, God does later say, play skillfully with, with a loud noise. So skill, when it comes to those that are leading uh, and, and maybe on the worship team, that might play into it. But for all of us, he just says, lift up your voice, sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious. I love the word, the concept of glorious. The, the idea is splendor honor in a good sense, giving the proper weight to it, giving the proper value to it. 
And so God invites us to come into his presence, to sing and to celebrate and to make his praise worthy uh, in the way that it is, uh, to give him, him the priority that he deserves in our lives and in our emotions. So my friend, let me encourage you in a couple of ways here, okay? The first is personally and privately. And I don't know where, how, or when, but on a regular basis, you need to develop the discipline of worshiping Jesus from your heart and depth of your being in sincerity, in purity, in truth, and in spirit, uh, with God's spirit, just you and him celebrating what he's done in your life. It could be on a walk, on a bike ride. It could be while you're driving. It could be alone at your house. Um, sometimes we'll put on music around our house. Uh, sometimes I'll put on my earbuds and sitting on a plane and it, it's all I can do to hold it in, to keep from singing out loud on the plane. Uh, it may be a bike ride for me. It may be while I'm driving in the car. Often it's while I'm driving in the car. But just alone with God, there's something very powerful about you setting your heart free to do exactly what verses 1 and 2 say to do, to make joyful noise, to sing forth honor and make his praise glorious. Personally, it, it just really does release the burden of your emotions and your, and your burdens and your concerns, your worries. It does so much to set your soul free. The second admonition I want to leave with you is let this be corporate in its sense. In other words, every time you come together on a Sunday, fill the room with your voice. You know, the thing is, we're so self-conscious. We don't want people around us to hear us. We don't want to be crit criticized. We don't want to be conspic you know, conspicuous. Um, we, we want to be, uh, we're, we're so self-conscious is the word. And the sense here is lose your self-consciousness and lift up your voice and make his praise glorious. The, what that phrase would imply is let the glory of God overwhelm your self-consciousness. And when a room full of Christians does this, nobody's thinking about the other person. Nobody's even really hearing the other person. Everybody is thinking and celebrating the goodness of God. Verse 3 says, say unto God how terrible. Now, we've talked about that word terrible. It has negative and positive connotations in Hebrew. In the modern vernacular, the word is more negative, but it's not here. How awesome, how fearsome, how uh, incredibly wonderful and amazing and astounding and jaw-dropping, how, um, how magnificent art, art, art thou in thy works. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. God wants us to celebrate and to express to him how awesome his works are in our lives and to anticipate that by the greatness of his power, his enemies, even his enemies, all of them, will ultimately submit themselves to him. Now, friend, we live in a wicked day. We are ruled by wicked people on every side of things. We are governed by wicked authorities that believe it's okay to uh, destroy God's creation, to uh, abort God's given life and the treasure, the heritage of the womb, uh, that uh, believe it's okay to extort and exploit and abuse their power, that believe there is no God, that believe we all evolved from randomly evolved biological matter, from, from uh, natural causes, that live under no authority but their own. We live in a wicked day uh, 
where men, many of them, have declared, literally declared themselves the enemies of God. The entertainment complex, Hollywood, uh, the media complex, by and large, and the government complex, and the academic complex. All of it has essentially collectively declared itself as the enemies of God. But you know what's exciting to me? One day they'll all bow and submit. They will all recognize the lordship, the preeminence, the deity, the reigning, ruling authority of Jesus Christ. And so, my friend, I don't know uh, what's got your attention today. Maybe it's election news. Maybe it's uh, the state of the economy. I don't know what it is, but uh, direct your praise up, lift up your eyes, celebrate your God. He is terrible in his great works, and even his enemies will submit themselves to him. And between now and then, he promises to take care of you. So think on these things today. Happy Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.